Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And my guest today, JJ D. Geronimo. Did I say that correctly? You sure did. Love it. I like your name. It's fun. I'm excited because it's so funny the themes that happen around us. You got to pay attention to the themes that happen around you. And all of a sudden, I'll be like with all these tactical people or with all these male entrepreneurs or then like something will shift. And what I've been surrounded by in so many different places, just in the last 10 days, what I've chosen to read, who I've ended up talking to, what we've ended up talking about, what I've been inspired to share on social media is so in your wheelhouse, (laughs) so in your wheelhouse that I can't wait to get more insights on it. So before we get into exactly what is in your wheelhouse, why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Well, sure. So I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I am an award-winning author and speaker, and I'm here on the planet to raise and balance the feminine masculine energy. This is new for me, definitely new. I uh, have a computer information systems degree, and I've spent over two decades in technology, high-end tech and data centers, most of which based out of Silicon Valley. And I had an inner whisper uh, that became a nudge, that became the two by four, that basically really kind of kicked me into a new line or a new swim lane. And uh, I talk a lot about this in my books, which really act as tools for people that are looking to increase their impact and influence, but not sure how to do it. Love it. Love it. Before we get into that subject matter expertise, the question that I'm always curious about, especially with your situation, because we're not talking about, hey, I used to work in the HR department at corporate and now I opened an HR company. Like, I get that. You know, those are there's like three dots to connect there. Your dots are a little more spread out. And. I can't even, you know, I I mentioned to you before we started recording that I just happened to post today about this concept that marketing is an inner game and you have to be brave enough. I can't even wrap my head around the courage, the bravery, the moment you leave not just a job. I mean, come on, not just a job, but the world you were immersed in to choose to be the world you to be in the world you are immersed in so like I don't know what's the cliff notes for I can't even wrap my head around how that happens well the funny thing is I really didn't want to leave I was happy in my career I loved the travel I loved the perks I had great people I worked with but for my 40th birthday I just kept finding myself ending up on retreat websites and I found one in Sedona and I talk about the guilt of asking to go on the solo trip Because I was going to Sedona to try to understand why do I have this inner yearning? Why am I not satisfied? I should be satisfied. I 
on paper, you've got it all. Right. Right. And I worked so hard to get there. And then I was like, yeah, no, this isn't it. I'm like, what the heck? So I went to Sedona for three days on a solo trip, which I think is so beneficial to go on a solo trip. It's just amazing, scary, but worth it. And I went there for validation. I met with a lot of energy practitioners and I was like, I'm getting these messages. They make no sense to me. You know, I just, I can't even imagine going out on my own. What would I do? You know, even though I had some books and speaking, I could never make my tech salary doing that. And uh, they did give me some validation, but even from that point, it was over a year before I went out on my own. So I feel like it was a lot of little steps that just pushed me in the direction. And there's, I'm curious what you're thinking about. There's something about that age for women. I was the same age when I left corporate. I left a great job that I didn't have to leave working with great people that I worked so hard to get to. And yet something wasn't sitting right. Yeah, that was the truth. I mean, I just couldn't deny it anymore. I just, I just had a bigger calling and I was like, I've got to work with women. This is so much harder than I thought it was for women. It's easy to be successful when you have no responsibility where your job is your job. And, but once you start saying, yes, I'll spend my life with you. Yes, we can procreate. Yes, I can take on these additional board responsibilities or work in the community, whatever your yeses are. It's just harder for women. And I guess I didn't realize it until I was in it. And once I was in it, I was like, dear God, what is happening? What is happening? And who says we can have it all? Right. <laughs> who are, where are those people? How are they figuring this out? Yes, I was searching for the cliff notes then. I couldn't believe that nobody talked about it. And that really was the basis for my first book. It's all the stuff I wish I knew before I said, yes, I'll have kids and work in an executive position out of San Francisco and live in Ohio. I mean, that is bonkers. I watch, it's so funny you say that because I watch my brother. I don't have kids. So it's like such a, and I'm not married. We're together, but I'm not married. Like, and we got together as adults, not to, as a young family. And it's so different. And I watch my brother and his amazing family. And he's got a big job. She's got an amazingly big job. They've got two daughters that are up to their eyeballs in brilliant, amazing activities. I don't feed myself well when my boyfriend goes out of town <laughs> and I'm watching these people be responsible for all these things and go, 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 go. And like, you're just watching for a ball to drop. It's nerve wracking. Oh, they do. I mean, they do behind the scenes, things are being missed, overlooked things that, you know, they do. There's no way they can't. I mean, we've had, and and you need a team of people to keep everything going in the right direction, which is great. If you can do that, that's great. But I feel like so many women lose themselves in the yeses. And this could be yeses like, I have nieces and nephews. I decided to start this nonprofit. And it, it just, we just get so eager to help so much that we often spread ourselves so thin and lose our inner compass. So how do you start breaking the process? Because number one, you have to, become aware that this is happening. And mm. I think most people aren't even aware that it's happening because you're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. Well, sure. But then, yeah, for me, I'm not an easy learn. I have to be hit with a two by four. I'll just be quite honest. Oh. So like all these things Silly started thing. crumbling around me to the point where I was like, what in the heck is going on? Because when you leave your corporate job and go and work for yourself, one of the things that I think is 
is the hardest thing to get over is your identity because everything I had done up to that date, and I know I hit a chord here, oh. is you assign yourself to everything that was associated with that job, the title, the company, the salary, the perks, the awards. And now you go off on your own. And I kept telling people what I used to do because I didn't know how to identify myself. Well, and in a similar case, as is with a lot of my audience, I was kind of at a height of a career. I was a go-to person. The whole industry knew who I was because of who I was with and what I was doing and how visible I was. And what lunatic leaves a multiple six-figure job to go try this thing? <laughs> awesome. This one. You and and I was with you. I mean, I was running, you know, go-to-market cloud computing for VMware in 2012. I mean, I was so... But I just knew that was not my life's work. Well, and so did you do what I did? So here I am. It has literally taken me 10 years, 10 years, two different businesses. Here's the weird glitch to embrace LinkedIn. Oh, because because I was in corporate when LinkedIn came into being. And so the majority of my connections were those corporate connections. And so I had this whole story around, but they're going to see this thing that I'm doing and think I'm nuts after they thought, wow, she's so awesome. So I have avoided using what is probably the number one tool I need to be using. And I've finally gotten over myself. But it took me like a freaking decade to, I would like, here's where I'm lucky. My MBA is in marketing. So I could come up with a million strategies other than LinkedIn to get it done. But how crazy is that? Yeah, it took me a decade too. I mean, it really has taken, but every step was absolutely necessary. And I'm as so bold to just have added Lightworker to my LinkedIn profile and who the heck does that? But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm leaning into it at this point. This is the work I'm doing. And I finally, through all the work <laughs> that I've done, which all of it in the last since 16 has been from within, uh, has given me not only alignment, but self-acceptance. And now I'm like, don't care. And maybe because I'm 50, I just Oh, there's care. a like, whole thing about getting older. That is. Yeah. Like, like this is who I am. This is the work I'm doing. You're in or you're out. Doesn't matter to me. There's definitely an age there. Cause I'm 53 and I say the best thing about getting older is how much I don't care anymore. Yeah. So you the inner work, you're talk, right. You're talking about the inner work. Like let's get specific for people. What are the types of things they need to look out for? And how do we mess ourselves up on this? Oh gosh, I have a whole book. So my third book, Seeking, has 74 key findings to not oh only raise God. your energy, which I find was absolutely instrumental. Like I had to get out of that fear mindset, get into more like energetic love alignment, but to sidestep the self-doubt after all the work I've done with women since 2008, the number one barrier for women is self-doubt. I could totally, yeah, I could see, I hear that even when we're talking tactics with my clients, even when we're putting together strategies, even when we're putting team building, no matter how tactical we're getting, you can see where they're stopping. Yeah. 
And for me, I had to learn mindfulness. And so in 2016, I ended up in a therapist's office and uh, I was like, just, I don't know what's going on. I have all these accolades. I, I, I have no joy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I feel so lost in my life. And at that point I was 43 and she's like, I met with me twice. And she told me you have to go to mindfulness. I didn't listen. I went back again. She's like, do not come back until you go to mindfulness training. And I just thought it was the weirdest and annoying advice I had ever gotten from anybody. But it turns out it was the cornerstone from working from within. And I think that's a really important, like, what, especially for a high achiever, we think we know what we're doing because we're smart. I have the accolades. I have the education. I have that, right? So look at me. I'm so smart, right? So we think we have the answers. And you just, as soon as I hear somebody shutting, no, I already tried that. No, I already did that. No, that's not it. Instead of listen for your nugget, just be curious. It's amazing what the solution usually is because it's never what you think it's going to be. No, it's not. And I didn't realize how much I was living in my thoughts. And I think that's something unless you are trained to do otherwise, we all are in that space. And so you're grinding on what you've already done, or you're planning for what is ahead. And you have no space between your thoughts. And so your thoughts become your life. So let's shift gears a little. I love asking these questions. Like, what are you most proud of? I'm most proud of the shift. I'm most proud that I am able to recognize that life is happening for me, that everything that I've gone through to this point has brought me to this point. There were no missteps. There was no, you know, wrong turns per se. And I think that my vulnerability and ability to just be so honest about my journey has helped so many other women. And I think that's what I'm most proud of. I think that is huge. I think that is absolutely huge because we're all, you know, we see everybody's Instagram highlight reel. We see now, and there's a very big difference because what you're talking about is nobody wants to see your wounds, but they do want to learn from your scars, right? It's not, woe is me marketing, join me in my Eeyore moment of rain cloud, but there's something so importantly needed right now of the vulnerability, of the true story. Because, I mean, and, and you know from your work, it almost doesn't matter that consciously we know Instagram's a highlight reel because subconsciously we don't know that, so we just believe it. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm more focused on my books. So to me, that is just like, I like, especially this one and Seeking, I filleted myself open and laid myself out. <laughs> I've been like, this is what it takes, ladies. And I'm Absolutely. so passionate about sharing this because I believe we need more women's voices. We need more women's attention on difficult things. And we need more women at more tables. And until we can push through that self-doubt, none of that is going to happen. And so I want to teach women, this is how you push through your mm -hmm. self-doubt. Not get rid of, but maybe sidestep. And I think if you don't get in the present moment, you don't even know really where the self-doubt is stemming from. And I think what you just said is really a key piece. It's about pushing through. I, as humans, we get into this all or nothing thinking where we have to have zero self-doubt. And that's not like, that's not how our brains work. 
so it is about pushing through and being able to move through it and how to deal with it, not pretend it isn't there. Yeah. And, you're, and and like, there's a few women that said they don't have guilt, but I mean, every woman mostly that I've met has guilt. So we're dealing with guilt. We're dealing with self-doubt and we're dealing with all the pressure that society puts on women. That's a lot of shit. Right? It's a heavy load. That is a heavy, heavy, heavy load. So let's flip that. And um, obviously the challenges, and you've been open about all the challenges you went through. What's something as a entrepreneur like the business side of your world that you try to do that you're like, please, if you just don't, we'll lessen people's learning curves. Like if you just don't do this, you'll be better off. Oh, this is easy for me because when I left my company, my mindset was I was going to replace my tech salary. Right. And I spent so much my time focusing on the money piece that I derailed myself in a lot of ways, took on projects that I shouldn't have, just kind of got myself in situations that were more toxic than positive. And a friend of mine said to me, get rich on the energy you create. Get rich on the energy you create. And I'm like, that is foo-foo. What the heck? But (laughs) over several years, I have really learned to get rich on my exchanges. Who do I get to work with? What do I get to work on? What things do I get to push forward? Like who comes my way? And I would say that my life and work is so much more enriching than any dollar amount I have taken home to date. I totally agree with you. I had a conversation with somebody. I was listening. I was listening to my boyfriend on a meeting and he's got a great company. He works for a great, he's a job. He has a great company he works for with amazing people. But there was a, a bad apple who upset the cart for a little while. And I said, you know, it made me realize that it's been like over six, seven years since I've interacted with someone I don't like. I mean, what kind mm-hmm. of amazing freedom is it to be able to say that I don't have to interact with people that I don't like? And you get what you need. That's the thing. Like we keep tying ourselves to this money amount, but if you pay attention in your life, you get exactly what you need. Yeah. I get invitations to things that I used to get as kind of part of my tech package, right? It's funny. I still get a lot of invites and I still get a lot of opportunity. It's just not as direct as it used to be. It goes up differently. Absolutely. So what is next for you? Seeking. I can't wait to read that myself. I love it. What is, uh, I love that title. I'm big on like very impactful titles. What is next for you? Well, I have to say this book was hard to publish. Uh, I got six no's after having two successful books. And because it didn't really end up in the business spot where my other books were, it wasn't really spiritual. It wasn't really self-help. It was a combination. So I was like, well, I don't know where to put this. And who are you to write about energy practices and healing? And I've concluded so many of the practitioners that I worked with because I just want to share everything I've learned and let people cherry pick what works best for them. So I ended up going an alternative route with this book and taking my other books with me so that I can create a way for women to get published. And my next endeavor is to create publishing options for people that want to share enlightening messages to brighten our path. Love it. I love it. It's so needed. So, so, so needed. And if people want to find out more about you, find your books, we will absolutely make sure all the uh, links are, you're just one click away. I'm assuming Seeking is available. They can find that. 
but what is the best way to uh, get in touch with you? Well, I, w- I definitely don't look up seeking by itself because you'll end up on a dating website. So you definitely want to, <laughs> you want to look up seeking and JJ or seeking in 74 and you'll find me and the books and check out all the ratings on Amazon. I guess that's another thing I'm proud of. People are doing things differently after reading the book. They're signing up for the certification. They're switching jobs. They're getting, you know, kind of getting the relationships in order. And I feel like the book is, has its own energy and creates a frequency for people that are ready to lean into what is calling them. Love it. So we will make sure that we have links to that as well. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your effort, your insights, your vulnerability. I mean, I think it's important to get more and more of that out there. So thank you so much for sharing it with me. Oh, thank you, Erin. I look forward to staying connected. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.